The Apostle Paul was used of God to pen most or much of the New Testament. There are 13 books in the New Testament that have Paul's name in it as claiming to be the author or or the, the writer. Very important distinction. God is the author, but he used writers. And Paul claimed to be the writer of 13 books and no reason to dispute that he was. There's a 14th book that many scholars ascribe to Paul, though his name is not found there. But in the 13 books, well, let me back up. In the entire New Testament, there's a phrase that is used 77 times. That phrase is, in Christ. In Christ. Say that phrase with me. Ready? In Christ. 77 times that phrase is used in the New Testament, in Christ. I want you to get this. Of those 77 times, 74 of those times, it's used in Paul's writings. So it's a favorite expression of the Apostle Paul. And one of those other three times, it's used about Paul in the book of Acts by Paul's scribe, Luke. So all but two times, this phrase is tied to Paul. The other times, the other two times, it's used by the Apostle Peter in the book of 1 Peter. 75 out of 77 times, this phrase, in Christ, is connected to the Apostle Paul. And you would find it very enlightening, very encouraging, very much a faith builder to search every time in the New Testament that this phrase, in Christ, is used. Listen. If you're a child of God today, you are in Christ. If you are not a child of God, you are not in Christ. Everybody in this world is either in Christ or not in Christ. And it is vital, it is urgent that you know which one you are. Are you in Christ or are you not? In Christ. The Bible describes in these 75 times that there is redemption in Christ. So, in other words, we rebelled against God and He paid the price to buy us back. That's what redemption means. And that redemption is in Christ and it's only in Christ. The Bible describes that there is no condemnation. In Christ. If you're in Christ, you will never face the condemnation of God. The Bible describes a a day when God looks at a group of people and says to the people, to those people, Depart from me, I never knew you. You don't want to ever stand before God and have God say, Depart from me, I never knew you. But because those who are in Christ have no condemnation, they never will hear those words from God. Those who are not in Christ, every one of them will hear God say, Depart from me. I never knew you. The Bible says that the love of God is in Christ. 
The Bible says that we are sanctified. We are made whole. God spends our lives making us, building us into a whole person. Where? In Christ. The Bible says that we are wise in Christ. It says that there is hope in Christ. It says that there is rejoicing in Christ. It says that there is triumph in Christ. It says that we are a new creation. Every single one of us is a new creation in Christ. In Christ. And it goes on a total of 75 times. If you count Peter's writing, 77 times to describe the life that the child of God enjoys in Christ. Every one of us is either in Christ or not in Christ. We hear a lot about worldviews these days. What's your worldview? And people talk about the distinctions between my worldview and their worldview, and he's got a completely different worldview, and this group has a completely different worldview. Bottom line is there's two worldviews. Two worldviews that matter. The worldview of those that are in Christ and the worldview of those who are not in Christ. Now you can break it down from there. But if you want to narrow it down to two great paths, there's in Christ and there's not in Christ. The two ultimate worldviews. The two ultimate destinies. There's power in Christ for three basic reasons. Now we can find... A thousand reasons, but I'll give you three basic ones quickly. What's so, what's so dynamic? What's so awesome about being in Christ? Basically three things. Number one, Jesus Christ is God. Number two, Jesus Christ died to pay for our sins. And number three, Jesus Christ rose again to conquer death. Those these three things are tied together. They are not three separate or distinct truths. They all come together. If Jesus wasn't God, it doesn't matter that he claimed to die for your sins. If Jesus didn't die for your sins, then his claim to have risen from the dead means nothing. If Jesus did die for your sins but didn't rise from the dead... It's an incomplete work. And, by the way, he's a liar because he said he was going to rise from the dead. Those three facts are inseparable. And, yes, there is a distinction between these facts, but ultimately they are one great set of truths. Jesus is God. He died to pay for your sin. Your sins are paid for. How foolish would would I be if I went to pay, pay a debt... I went in and went to the the, uh, financing company that finances my car. And I said, give me a payoff amount on my car. And they tell me that someone else has already paid it. That up until last week, you owed whatever, $10,000. But somebody came in and paid that $10,000. And my pride gets a hold of me and says, hey, I don't care. I'm going to pay that. I'm going to pay that amount off. I'd be crazy. I'd be foolish. 
That's what every person does who refuses Christ's payment for their sins. Jesus died for sin. There's no question of whose sins he paid for. It says he became sin. Romans 5 says that he died for as many people as sinned against God. So there's no question of, well, maybe he died for these people, but he didn't die for these. No, he died for sin. The question is whether or not you will let his death for sin cover you. Because you've sinned against God. And I've sinned against God. There's no human shame in admitting that you've sinned against God. There's shame before God, but it doesn't make you somehow worse than somebody else. Because you admit you're a sinner and somebody else doesn't. All the shame is for us before God because we've rebelled against Him. But Jesus died to pay for our sins. So there's power in Christ for three basic reasons. Because He's God. If you're outside of Him, you're disconnected from God. He's God. There's no other way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you are not in Christ, you have no connection to God. There's power in Christ because Jesus is God. There's power in Christ because only Jesus paid for your sins. And there's power in Christ because even only Jesus rose again and conquered death. Who is the person besides Jesus Christ that has conquered death? All of our heroes, all of our historical figures, all of our legendary people, they died. There's a grave, there's some date, there's some story associated with their death. No matter how larger than life they were, they died. And if they're still alive today, we know the day of their death is coming. But there's one who conquered death. There's one who conquered death. And he, by the way, he didn't just escape death. He didn't cheat death. He defeated death. And that's why there's power. In Christ. If you're not in Christ, you're the servant of sin. If you're in Christ, you're the servant of God. If you're not in Christ, you have, you have no hope. If you're not in Christ, you have no hope. If you're in Christ, you have eternal confidence. If you're not in Christ... God makes no promises to answer your prayer. Now, he may be merciful and answer the, the prayer of someone who's not in Christ sometime, but he makes, there's no promise in the Bible that God makes to answer the prayer of someone who's not in Christ unless that prayer is, I want to be in Christ. He answers that one immediately. But that's the only prayer that he promises to answer for the person not in Christ. The person says, Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died for my sins rose again, I want to be in Christ. Bang, it's done, you're in. He promises to answer that one immediately. But you're in an accident. You think you're going to die. You call out to the Lord. He may be merciful and hear you, but I'm telling you, if, there, if, if you're not in Christ, there's no promise in the Bible that God, God's going to hear and answer that prayer. Someone you love is deathly ill. 
you need to get a hold of God, all of a sudden life is real. Because now it's life or death. You call out to God in prayer. Listen, if you're not in Christ, he never promised to hear and answer that prayer. If you're in Christ, he, he hears and answers every prayer. If you're not in Christ, your life has no purpose. Now, you might assign it some purpose, but it's a temporary purpose. It's a purpose that you made up yourself, and it ends at the grave. But if you're in Christ, you have God's perfect will available to you. Now, I gave you just a few contrasts based on those 75 times that the Bible says in Christ. But now, I want to boil it down. We're getting to the end of the message real fast here. I want to boil it down to the three main differences. I gave you three things that made it so powerful to be in Christ. Now I'm going to boil it down to the three main differences between not being in Christ and being in Christ. Here's the three main differences. Number one, if you're not in Christ, then right now you are guilty before God. If you're in Christ, you have been pardoned by God. See, nobody's a bigger sinner than I am, and I'm not a bigger sinner than anybody else is. That's not what it's about. We, we get these ideas all twisted up when we start talking about them outside of what the Scripture says. You're not a worse sinner than me. I'm not a worse sinner than you. The only question is, are you in Christ or are you not? Because if you're not in Christ, you right now, when God sees you, he sees guilty as charged. But when God looks at me because I'm in Christ, not because I'm better than you, but because I'm in Christ, God sees fully pardoned. Now that right there is reason enough for you to make sure you know whether you are in Christ or not in Christ. Because those same two groups, not in Christ, in Christ, they also have this description Guilty as charged, fully pardoned. I'm telling you today, friend, based upon, and I'm, I'm going to turn 50 years old this week, and I can tell you I have spent almost my entire life studying the Bible. I am not a scholar, I am not a theologian, but I know it much better than the average person, and I can tell you that if you are not in Christ, you're standing before God right now. What he sees in you right now, the Bible says very clearly, guilty as charged. And you have to answer for and pay for every sin you've ever committed. Guilty as charged if you're not in Christ. But if you're in Christ, if you're in Christ, fully pardoned. Paid in full by the blood of the Lamb. Free from sin. Free to live, now I am. And it reads on the page where my sins are written down, or were written down, paid in full by the blood of the Lamb. Fully pardoned! Why? Because I'm better than that guy? No. 
Because I haven't sinned as much as that guy? No, I may have sinned more than that guy. No, but because I am in Christ. If you're in Christ today, you have been fully pardoned of all your sins, past, present, and future. That's your position in Christ. If you're not in Christ today, you stand guilty before God, your almighty creator. Second major difference between being in Christ or not being in Christ, the second major difference is those who are not in Christ stand right now condemned. You know what condemned means, right? I'm, I'm not trying to be outrageous. This is a, this is a, a Bible word. You're damned right now. Not someday you're going to be. No, right now. Those who are in Christ have everlasting life. Right now. Not someday. Now. The most famous Bible verse in the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Two verses later. It says, he that believes on the Son is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already. Condemned already. Now, that doesn't mean that it's too late for you to be in Christ. It means that right now, your fate, your destiny, if you were to take your last breath today, is damned. Condemned before God. Man, you know, this would be pretty serious stuff if it was all true. And that's why you better figure it out whether it's not true or not. That's why you better research, you better seek the Lord. Lord, this is pretty serious stuff if it's true. Please show me if it's true or not. You'd be, you'd be amazed at what the Lord shows you if you sincerely seek Him. Three major differences between those who are in Christ and those who are not in Christ. Number one, those who are not in Christ stand guilty before God. Those who are in Christ are pardoned. Those who are not in Christ are condemned right now, are condemned already, the Bible says. Those who are in Christ, they've already been given everlasting life. And then the third major difference, and you, you can figure this out from the first two. The third major, major difference is that the people who are not in Christ are not prepared to meet God. If you were to die today, the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. Now there's can be some disagreement as to the exact timeline of when you face God compared to when you die and so forth. But the bottom line is sometime after you die, you will stand before God, the judge of the universe. Man, I mean, traffic court is intimidating. You're going to answer for a $150 ticket and you're standing in front of the judge who has the power. You know, it's an amazing thing. That people who have no respect for anything or anybody, they will all of a sudden be respectful and quiet in front of a judge. Why? Because they know what that bench, the power that it represents. But the power of a human bench is nothing compared to when you come face to face with Almighty God. 
And we're all going to do that. There's no skipping out. There's no excused absences. You know, we're so used to getting out of everything in this, in this culture. We're so used to, you know, tricking people, lying to people. There's no getting out of this one. God's going to make sure we all appear. And we're going to face the judge of the universe. And here's the difference. Those who are, those who are in Christ are prepared. They're ready. Everything's good. Everything's good today, and it's always going to be. It's never going to change. You're good. You're ready to meet God at the great white throne. In fact, I'll be honest with you, as best I understand the Bible, if you're in Christ, you don't even appear at the great white throne. Your case has already been thrown out, as far as I can tell. You won't even have to appear there if you're in Christ. If you're not in Christ... You're going to look up to God Almighty, and there's no chance. There's no chance that things are going to work out okay for you if you're not in Christ. Can I ask you this morning, why in the world would you go one more moment without making the choice to be in Christ? You don't have to join a church. There's many people who are members of churches who are not in Christ. Has nothing to do with what people, you know, what religion are you? You go, oh, you know, I'm I don't know, I'm a I'm a I think I'm a pragmatic or something. I don't I don't know what my mother told me. Has nothing to do with what you put after your name. It has to do with whether you're made the choice to be in Christ or made the choice to not be in Christ. Let me break it down for you. We're, we're practically finished. How to be in Christ. First thing you've got to do, you've got to plead guilty before God. Not to me. You don't have to tell me anything. But before God. you got, hey... One thing, if you're going to be in, in Christ, you've got to do business directly with God. You've got to plead guilty before God. God, this praying thing is new to me. I'm not real good at, you know, but the Bible says, you, you say I'm a sinner, I plead guilty. Bang. You, hey, you have made so much progress right there in being in Christ by just looking to God and saying, guilty. You say I'm a sinner, I'm guilty. I've sinned against you. Next thing you've got to do once you plead guilty is you've got to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again. In other words, your only hope of forgiveness and everlasting life lies in Jesus Christ. None of it lies in you. None of it lies in this church or any other church. None of it lies in any human being. Your only hope of being forgiven and having everlasting life, your only hope lies in Jesus Christ because he died for your sin and he rose again. And no works that you can do can fix your sin problem. You're guilty. 
And all your hope is in Jesus Christ because he died for your sins and he rose again. If you get that far, you're almost, you're practically there. Because from that point, once you plead guilty before God and once you believe that Jesus Christ is your only hope because he died for your sin and rose again, then all you do is tell the Lord on that basis, on that basis, Lord, I make the decision to be in Christ. It's done. Say, it's that it can't be that simple. Oh, the Bible says it's that simple. The Bible says, if thou shalt believe in the, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. God says, if you will believe on him right now, tell him that you are believing on him. And if you really want to be confident in it, tell somebody else about it. And you'll go home today knowing you're in Christ, just as much as the pastor is. My position in Christ is no stronger or safer than yours will be if you choose to be in Christ today. And the message is over. But we cannot leave on this day when we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We cannot leave without making sure that every person here, even if there's one person who says, I don't know if I'm in Christ. Hey, let's get that figured out. Let's get it settled. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to give you a chance to, to settle that. Would you bow your heads, please? And this is where, if you choose to, you can do business directly with God. God is very aware of what's going on in your heart right now. He knows your name. He knows all about you. He loves you. And he is waiting. If you're not in Christ today, he is waiting for you to make the choice to be in Christ. So here it is. Can you admit? God says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God says all of your righteousness is as filthy rags. Even those things that you think are good, in his sight they're filthy rags because they're all done in rebellion against him. They're all you doing things your way. And God said that stinks to eye heaven. That's no different than Satan right there. Can you plead guilty to sinning against God? If you can plead guilty, God, I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry. I want to be forgiven. If you can plead guilty to being a sinner, next you've got to know what the remedy is. And the only remedy for man's sin is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross, was buried, and rose again. He paid for our sins completely, and he conquered death. And that's why that famous verse says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and in the empty tomb is the complete remedy for all of your sins. He's the complete remedy for all of your sins. It's all cared for. It's all done. You believe that? You plead guilty. You believe Jesus Christ is the only remedy. And then you decide. And you tell the Lord you're deciding. I'm going to be in Christ. Tell him for yourself. God, I plead guilty. I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died for me.
I choose today to be in Christ. Now, in case you had trouble maybe putting words together in a prayer, let me walk you through a prayer that just simply says what I just showed you from the Bible. Tell God, dear God, I know that I've sinned against you. I'm sorry. I want to be forgiven. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe Jesus rose again and conquered death. Today I'm making the choice to be in Christ on the basis of what Christ did for me. Save my soul. Forgive my sins. Take me to heaven. Now would you keep your eyes closed for just a moment more. If you never made the choice before today to be in Christ, if you just made that choice now, first of all, let me tell you, on the authority of the Bible, you are ready to meet God. You have everlasting life. You are not guilty as charged anymore. You are now fully pardoned for your sins. And you will always be as long as you live. I wonder who's here this morning and say, Pastor, when you just prayed that prayer and invited me to pray with you, I did. I prayed, and I told God I was making the choice to be in Christ. Would you mind, while everyone's eyes are closed, I am looking. Would you mind just slipping up your hand? God bless you. That's awesome. Anyone else? You said, when you prayed, I prayed with you. I made the decision today to be in Christ. That's awesome. God bless you. Anyone else? I I prayed, and I made the decision to be in Christ. Praise the Lord. I saw three hands. If I missed yours, God saw it. I guarantee you that. Lord, I thank you for everyone today who made the choice to be in Christ. And whether or not I saw someone's hand doesn't really matter because you saw their hearts. And I pray that no one here today would leave, whether up here or downstairs in the the junior church, I pray that no one would leave without being in Christ. I pray. Let's stand together this morning. The piano is going to play.